Welcome back to Two Movies, One Pod with your host, Em and Kinka. I'm Em. I'm Kinka. And on today's episode, we are discussing two horror movies. They are 1973's The Wicker Man, directed by Robin Hardy, starring Christopher Lee, Edward Woodward, and Britt Eklund. And 2019's Midsommar, written and directed by Ari Aster, starring Florence Pugh, Jack Rayner, and Will Eyebrows Poulter. I guess we're going with that. I mean, man's got eyebrows, that's for sure. I had to. I had to. I'm sorry if you ever somehow see this or listen to this. Um, We love you. Mr. Poulter. Oh, yeah, we just love your eyebrows more than you. What? <laughs> that, that's her saying that. Um, I, I don't co-sign that. That's my that. opinion. That's my opinion. <laughs> okay. Anyways, these movies are movies. Mm-hmm. Seriously. These movies are like... Oh, these like... Really... Just like leave you upset. Yes. When Kinka and y, when when Kinka and why when Kinka and I, why, it's like making me not able to speak. Honestly, mm-hmm. when Kinka and I watched Midsommar, we both were just like in shock afterwards. We couldn't really speak. It was um, it's a very traumatizing movie, honestly, and very disturbing. And uh, I can't wait to talk about it. It's upsetting, like. When we were watching it, I was like, I'm just upset. I'm not even, like, scared. I am just upset right now. I am peeved. Thoroughly Mm -hmm. peeved. Yeah, it was, um, it's really upsetting. And we'll get into a big reason why, but I'm sorry. If um, anyone hasn't seen this movie, you need to see it. It's honestly life-changing. It really is. It leaves a mark on you, like, and you'll never forget, like, how disturbing it really was. Same with Hereditary. It's obviously, you know, <clears throat> the director. Very effective. So anyways, um, Kinka, I have a question for you to start this off. Both of the films take place mainly in the during the day. So how does having brightly lit scenes in the daylight affect the horror? It's an amazing of question. Yes. It, I wonder who thought of it. I think <laughs> it's a mystery. <laughs> I think yeah. you know having the daylight because you know horror horror movies love the darkness. Horror movies love darkness. Don't know what's there. Uh, or guy with chainsaws there hiding. Vroom vroom. He's after you. It's the darkness. You can't see. You don't know what's going on. Boom jump scare here. Boom here. The nun. It's behind the lady with the candle. And then she turns and it's there. Mm-hmm. Um, darkness is an easy way to add to horror but you know it's easy because it's effective easy sounds like it's diminishing it but it's not but to make a movie that's scary that is daylight you know like midsummer the whole you know gimmick more or less is that the sun never sets where they are mm-hmm. it's bright at like 3 a.m the middle of the day at 3 a.m so it creates that disconnect of the environment not matching the, the feeling that you have the disconnect of this this feeling of uneasiness this horror but it's like it feels like you're being gaslit 
into not being scared despite that you know something's wrong but everything's bright everyone's nice and everyone's lying to you mm-hmm. it creates such a strong just uneasiness better it's more effective the, to me it's a more of a lingering fear than just like what i said if like a leather face whatever chainsaw massacre he's in the darkness with the chainsaw like that can only go so far because like every movie does that like you know in a horror movie when they go in somewhere dark something scary gonna happen yeah. nothing happens in the brightness in, in your average horror movie so to have right. two horror movies well, one horror movie that's <laughs> just like purely in the brightness and nothing too scary ever happens in the darkness really in the movies i mean yeah there's like a jump scare or whatever what's his name what was the name of that character that a the the which one the incest one oh um oh god (laughs) is it rudy something like that why do i want to believe i don't know reginald i don't know yeah something like that goons with an r but anyway so that character is like a jump scare where he like knocks out the guy from the good place but that's just not that scary in comparison to just the majority of the movie where it's just Florence Pugh is the only one that knows, like, something's not right here. And everyone is just, like, lying. It just Mm -hmm. feels so off. And, you know, in The Wicker Man, that aspect is kind of there. It's more angering than it is scary in The Wicker Man. Because everyone is just so cheerfully lying to you, but not in in a way that makes you uneasy. Like, in Midsommar, it's just like, I want to kill you. Yeah, everyone in Wicker Man was like annoying and like, I don't know, it was it was definitely like a different vibe of the groups of each movie or cults, I guess, of each movie. Yeah, it uh, everyone was just pissing me off in the Wicker Man and they were very annoying and um, just like, you know, yeah, ew, yeah, just weird, just weird as fuck. But at least like with um, Midsommar. They at least they were kind of creepy, right? That's what like made it even more scarier. But the people in Wicker Man were just annoying, you know. Like I was just like, y'all aren't scary, y'all are just fucking annoying. Yeah, you know. I can see why Nicolas Cage punched everybody in that rampage in the remake of The Wicker Man. Yeah, I actually haven't seen that one. You haven't? I thought you have. No, no. I mean, I've seen like bits and pieces, you know. Yeah, he goes on a rampage. It's kind of like a Midsummer. He gets put in in the skin of a bear. But then he escapes and he just <laughs> runs through the place and punches everyone in the face. Mm, that's interesting about the bear skin. Yeah, I guess it's, it's some pagan shit, I guess. Oh, okay. Right. This It's a thing people do, I guess. This isn't just only for Midsommar. It's like a thing. Yeah. I don't know. But anyways, I agree. I totally agree with what you said. Right. You're so like conditioned to be scared of the dark, even as a little kid. You know, that's just how it is. Scary movies love that shit and they use it sometimes ineffectively. But I remember like another example of having daylight in a horror film and it's such a bad example. But I remember it scared the shit out of me when I first saw the movie. It was the first Insidious And it was when they were at the dinner table, you know, they were all talking and shit and it was daylight. So, and the mom was like, you know, and that's when that scary red man guy behind it. Darth Maul looking. 
yeah, Darth Maul popped up behind him. And obviously it was a jump scare, so that's why it was scary. And it's like a cheap shot, right? But it's because it was in the daytime, I really wasn't expecting that, you know? And I I just love when horror movies do... um, I love when horror movies do... uh, Daytime scares. It, It makes it even more scary because, like I said, in your mind, you're like, it's daytime, it's safe. You just automatically assume that, right? But then, um, yeah, I just love how this movie twists that completely. And you're never safe. It doesn't matter if it's daytime, nighttime, whatever. It's never safe. And I, I really like movies like that. Um, but yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed Midsommar being... I mean, I you know, I like The Wicker Man too, but um, it was good. I, I love the daytime aspect. That makes it even more scary. Yeah, it's just... Film language teaches you daylight in horror movie safe. So mm-hmm, to just completely exactly. subvert that, it's... Right. Must have been hard, but I think it mm-hmm. paid off. It did. It really did. I I'm, I applaud Ari Aster. I mean, that... Wow. Ugh. Like, the most <laughs> disturbing movie I've ever seen was in daylight. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's just crazy. But okay, so I have a question for you now, since you asked me a question, I ask you a question, that's how this mm-hmm. thing works, we go back and forth. Yes. If you're new, this is what happens. Mm-hmm. Um, so does Midsommar, which came out in 2019, take inspiration from The Wicker Man, which came out in the in the 1973, 50-year anniversary, 50 anniversary this year, by the way. Because, um, you know, they're similar... And there's a long time in between them. So do you think Ari Aster watched The Wicker Man? And he's like, yeah, I can do that, but better. Um. So I think, obviously, I think Midsommar has its own thing going on, obviously, because it because it's Ari Aster's, like, touch and direction, you know? I definitely think it takes inspiration. I do, but it's just way more fucked up, you know? I don't know. I do, but I also think that, okay, simply answered yes, yes. But I think, you know, I do, I think that the touches that Ari Aster put on the movie almost just like, I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. I'm just in love with this movie. I'm in love with this movie. And I, uh, I do think it took inspiration and I think it did it better. I think it's even better. You know what I mean? It's like they took inspiration from the original, twisted it, made it more modern and crazy and scary. And it was just perfect. What about you? What do you think? There's definitely inspiration. I mean, just the ending, right? Both of them end with people being burned alive in some Mm -hmm. elaborately created uh, ritual. Mm -hmm. And a lot of it has like kind of the clashes of cultures paganism versus i don't know what well, in christianity in well, yeah in the wicker man it was christianity but in midsummer it's kind of more just like american i don't know american white people versus like this crazy pagan shit i don't even is it mm-hmm. even paganism in midsummer i'm not certain i don't know if we ever find out because it's like you know it's like their own thing they've got going on i don't know what it is the religion or whatever it is because the incest child writes the bible you know so it's yeah. like i don't know what the hell it is but it's something some crazy shit but yeah they're they're 
similar like even structurally they're pretty similar 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 whatever however you say the word um but you know the wicker man could could only have gone so far being from the 70s even then it shows a decent amount of things lots of naked people in both these movies i guess pagans love being naked i don't know um yeah (laughs) wow i just remembered all of that that is um that is disturbing. The <laughs> naked people, the amount of nakedness in Midsommar is so disturbing. <laughs> in my opinion. Yeah. I could have lived my whole life without seeing it, you know? What about the, the nudity in The Wicker Man? It's a little bit less, but... I don't remember... I didn't. don't remember seeing any dicks. Yeah, I don't think there were any dicks, but... I mean, there was but... only like one dick in Midsommar. <laughs> Still, we saw a lot of it, I feel like, for a good amount of time. I don't know. It was weird. And there was a lot of, just a lot, just the whole sex scene was just too much, honestly. That was, like, one of the most disturbing parts, honestly. As a child, as a kid myself, I was very Wait, what? As a child? What are you talking (laughs) about? No, but, like, it makes me feel immature to, like, see these things and be like, oh, you know, like... I don't know. I guess I just wasn't mentally prepared. Yeah, I don't know. For me, that scene in Midsommar is odd to me because at that point in the movie, doing that at that point of the movie, it becomes like a comedy to me. It's so ridiculous that I... Yeah, I mean, you heard me when we were watching it. I was laughing my ass off, kind of. Mm Because it's just... It's like a comedy sketch. That sex scene. Yeah. It's so... And the lady pushing him from behind. I that's exactly what I'm thinking about. That's exactly what I'm thinking about. It's like, come on, hurry up, hurry up. <laughs> oh my god. Anyways, yeah. what were you saying about um taking inspiration? I think I said my piece. I mean, the inspiration mm-hmm. is pretty self-evident just by the movies mm-hmm. being the way they are. Um inspired, but definitely it definitely doesn't verge on like remake or reimagining. They're right. different stories, but mm-hmm. it's clear that Midsommar was inspired by Wicker Man. Uh, if if you know you go up to Ari Aster talking asking about the Wicker Man, he say you've never seen it. That'd be one hell of a coincidence. But he definitely took inspiration from the Wicker Man. Right. So Kinka, do you prefer the Wicker Man's approach of being more subtle and implication heavy, or Midsommar's approach of boldness and not shying away from showing very graphic and disturbing things? We kind of just talked about it a little bit. A little but. bit, yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. I think kind of both approaches work for their respective movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, in a way, I kind of would have preferred showing more things in the wicker man because it kind of is just just a little bit underwhelming you don't see very much and even when they're doing that thing with the the swords you think someone has you think someone's head gets cut off (sighs) that was the best part of the movie it's just like a fake pigeon head so yeah i don't know product of its time and all blah 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 it only shows so much but Mm -hmm. a little bit more would have been nice but i mean (laughs) god damn People jumping off the cliff like that is just that alone. Oh, I can't honestly. I just can't. 
okay, just go ahead and say your piece and then I'll say mine. Because I feel I'm like upset now. We need to talk about this. Yeah, the people jumping off the cliff in Midsommar to me is like some of the most viscerally upsetting moments in in film at least film that i've seen so far because it's just it just lingers on their corpses and the you know the injuries that they've sustained and just the way they hammer in the guy's head to it yeah you remember oh my god it's like why (laughs) why are you doing this to us (laughs) Well, you know, it's all about Danny and her trauma. Because, you know, mm-hmm. it's one of the... I forget at what point in the movie. But at some point it shows her sister's uh, corpse from, you know, the asphyxiation, her, her suicide. Her corpse on the bottom in the bottom of the cliff with, with the, the people that committed suicide. So it's like... Oh. I, I mean, imagine your whole family died. Your, your sister committed um double homicide a suicide double homicide and then a few weeks later you go on a trip where this happens where two people jump off a cliff and commit suicide and one of them gets their their head beaten in with a hammer to the point where like all that's left is like a tooth of their head like that's not what you need right now (laughs) did i break you yeah, that is impre- like my eyes are watering for some reason. That is imprinted in my brain forever. I will never forget that. Yeah, it's... this movie really fucked me up. I'm sorry, it really did. <laughs> it's just so, just like I said, so viscerally upsetting. So mm-hmm. it feels real. I don't know something about it. Just the way that everyone reacted, the people that aren't in the cult. That is, like, but then it's so maddening. It's like. Why did you not leave right there and then? Why were you gaslit into staying? Mm -hmm. On like your first day, people died. What do you think is going to happen by the end of this? (laughs) I mean, it's foreshadowing what the fuck's going to happen to you, you know? Yeah, it's just showing these intense graphic images works very well for Midsommar to like weaken the characters because you feel like you're in the position of the characters seeing these things being broken down like i think Mm -hmm. even the opening of the movie before they even go to sweden with uh danny's sister and her mom and dad dying to me that's probably some of the most upsetting like images in the movie the... Yes, I was going to say that. I was that that alone, that alone is so fucked up. And then you have everything else in the movie added on. You're just like, I, dude, I thought I was going crazy, honestly. <laughs> yeah, just like seeing how she she just rigged up the whole house to kill everybody. Mm-hmm. And it just that feels realistic. That really feels like something that can happen and has happened before. You know, the yeah. rest of the stuff in the movie's kind of out there. But that happens. People do that. And yeah, just, it's... And all the effort that it took for her to do that, getting all these tubes and taping the bottom of the doorway shut and everything, so much effort was put into that, and she committed all the way through. It's unsettling. And, you know, Ari Aster, he loves having 
women scream and screech uncontrollably after hearing um, bad news about a family member dying. Mm-hmm. Ariaster loves doing that in Midsommar and Hereditary. Yeah. For me personally, it was more affecting in Hereditary. It's when Nicolette screeches upon seeing her daughter's decapitated body linger in my mm-hmm. mind forever. Thank you for that, Ariaster. But, um, you know, Florence Pugh's acting was still very upsetting in that moment. And you know, yes. what's his name? Jack Rayner was going to break up with her and then he answers the phone and she's just wailing. I can't. I honestly can't. I'm like upset thinking about it <laughs> mm-hmm. but yeah so that, that's my piece that's what i see they're mm-hmm. they're they work well for the respective movies but a little bit more would have been nice for for yes wicker man mm-hmm. and i agree um not gonna lie the wicker man was a lot of talking and a lot of bullshit honestly i was just like all right let's uh but you have to understand we did watch midsummer first maybe we should have watched it the other way around um so because once you're desensitized you know the wicker man's like a fucking kids movie at this point so um but yeah i understand why the wicker man was the way it was because it was the 70s you know i had i don't even think the exorcist had come out at that point so, you know, I feel like once The Exorcist had come out, things like really changed for horror, mm-hmm. like mainstream horror, you know? So in that back then in the 70s, I feel like it wasn't it was like taboo to like be putting some crazy ass shit on the screen, making people throw up and pass out and shit, yeah. you know? And I could see if that even happened when people saw Midsommar because it was it's very anxiety inducing and it works and i what i i'm gonna piggyback off what you said because i was gonna say the same thing just alone the beginning of the movie um i have like anxiety talking about this like just her seeing like it's showing her sister's dead body and the parents it's so it's so unsettling and so that's just the beginning that's just the beginning of the movie. And then, you know, and then we see the two people, you know, jump off the thing as like their ceremony, you know, of like death pretty much. And it's so crazy. I I hate that feeling of like seeing people in a movie be like, hello, this is not right. Why are we all just standing around? Like that pisses me off because I'm like, that's me. Like I, I would be that person like, what the fuck, you know? So... I, I totally relate to that. I'm just like, God, I, I know. And um, yeah, just like the bat, the flashbacks, the close-ups of the f- fucked up faces from when they had fallen. Um, you know, just the sex scene. Uh, what else? Probably all the skinned, everyone that died skinned up and turned into scarecrows at the end. That was so sad. And then the kid, the precious guy, so cute lungs still inhaling oxygen yeah i see i don't that confuses me i don't know if i'm in denial because i just don't it disturbs me unendingly to think that he might still be alive but no, he was his lungs were moving like meaning he was still alive but don't forget he was still intact don't forget though it was jack rayner oh is the one that saw him and he was tripping like crazy so he could have been imagining that you're right. I wonder. We should look that up. Like, I don't know. I, I do want to know. But also, the sheer amount of drugs in this movie <laughs> is, you know, I'm all for mushrooms, do whatever the hell you want. But, like, 
it's so scary because 90% of this movie, they're fucked up. Yeah, and so you just, don't know what's real or not. Exactly. And it's scary to see their POV of especially like when Florence Pugh woke up that, you know, they had done or no, she didn't wake up. They were doing mushrooms right, right when they got there. She had the tea. And then all of a sudden she just gets anxiety and starts thinking about her parents. Obviously, right? Mm-hmm. That's what you would do. That's why you don't do drugs after your family dies. And she starts thinking about them. And just the sheer anxiety and panic of her going through that. I felt that too. Maybe because I've been there once or twice in my life. But, you know, it's just... It's raw. You can just feel it. You can feel everyone's emotion. And the scariest thing, too, at the very end, obviously after the the drink with the blood in it, you know, that alone was enough for me. I was checked out at that point, yeah, that disassociating. Might have been the it grossest was, thing in the movie for it me. It was so... I mean, I was, was like so... screaming. I was angry when he drank them. <laughs> I know I was like and then he like knew about it and was like oh so that's what the that's what that was and she was like yeah and I'm like you're not bad oh, he was fucked like, up. yeah oh yeah I, I keep forgetting yeah and they just like fuck these kids up so bad literally and on drugs and yeah it, that that whole thing is just that alone just them simply being on drugs makes it 10 times more scary because you know that they're not thinking right. They have no idea what's going on. They're confused as hell. That one time when um, Jack Rayner's character looks over to the guy at dinner and he's like, what's going on? And the guy just claps yeah, man, does an audio or sync. Yeah, he does an audio sync in his face and he's just like, whoa. Yeah. And I, I'm, I just, oh, it's just too much. And on, honestly... One of it's like at the very beginning of the movie, there's a really fucked up scene. You you literally see her sister with the tube in her mouth throw up all over her fucking body from like asphyxiation, the thing choking, asphyxiation, asphyxiation, and um and then the end of the movie is so messed up too because you have all these people burning alive, and then Jack's just burning alive quietly. Is that his name? Okay, I don't know. I, I, I'm going to say that's his name. name in the movie. But I, he looks like a Jack in the movie as well. But Jack is in the bear costume just burning alive and not saying a word. It is so disturbing. And then you have all these human scarecrows in there. And, and then Florence Pugh's just looking, watching. And I'm just like, what? Like, it is. I can't. I just simply can't. Yeah. I can't. It's so... It's so Ari Aster. I don't know. It is. I need to rewatch Hereditary. I really want to watch it again. I know it'll fuck me up, but I'm willing to take that that thing. Like, I'm willing to do that, you know, because I just... Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it ends similarly. Mm-hmm. I don't... Yeah, Hereditary. I don't remember it that much, so I need to rewatch it. But yeah, so... Wicker Man could have been more, could have definitely been more, less, less talking. Hey, can I dock my boat here? Uh, no, you gotta get an apartment. And then he's like, okay, so can I dock? It's just like 20 minutes I'm a minutes police officer, but you're <laughs> not a police officer with a permit. Exactly. It's just like unnecessary talking. Then you've got, oh yeah, I just, I could go on forever. Honestly, it's giving snooze fast. It, it just, it's so 70s, you know? So I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. Is the Wicker Man's approach, as we discussed, a lot more subtle implications? Is that approach due to it being a product of the seventies, 
in and on top of that do you think if the weaker man were made today it would be more like midsommar much more graphic much more look at this look at this head got bashed in look at this everybody's having sex and they're all singing like what and do you think and yeah everything. do you think yeah yeah do you think the approach um, would, would match midsommar if the wicker man was made today um so i definitely do think it's a product of the 70s and that's why it is the way it is i do because i feel like you know i in in my humble opinion i don't know if there's any like there may be cult movies out there, but I don't really know of them from the 70s. So maybe maybe Wicker Man was like one of its first, you know, m- movies like that. Um, so, yeah, regardless, I do think, yes, that it was a product of the 70s. Do I think if it was made today it would be like Midsommar? Nothing's going to be like Midsommar. But I do think, yeah, I definitely think it would be less... Um subtle and you would see more but do i want that not really you know what i mean like i feel like movies i'm trying to think of a movie if you can help me besides like skin and marink even though we haven't fucking seen it yet what movies that in this day and age come out that are subtle seriously like what movies are subtle Okay, besides that. I mean, like, horror. That's, okay, like, horror. thriller subtle drama. Horror. Okay. You, yeah, you, you, you just said They're... movie. Sorry, I didn't know we were talking about Okay, horror. well, I um, thought I, you know. But, yes, yeah, st- there are no really subtle horror movies anymore. And Because people are stupid and, like, nothing happened. It was boring and exactly. nothing happened and I don't get it. And I thought this was going right. to be, like, the Michael Meyer. Right. So, we're, like, so desensitized as a society these days that, like, it has to be like shown murders shown you know so uh would it would the wicker man be the wicker man if it was made today no you know what i mean like would it be better maybe i don't know you know like i can't i can't picture something from the 70s now you know because mm-hmm. it's just too there's too much time it's 50 years there's too much too many differences so Yes, I do think it would be more like Midsommar. Um, but do we need that? No. What do you think? That's a very complex question, you know? It's, it's pretty loaded. Yeah. Because then, you know, it makes you think of remakes, right? Okay, well, this was from the 70s. This was like this. Let's remake it and we'll be like blah, 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 blah. Um, like, I mean, you know, bearing in mind the Wicker Man itself has a remake, which was batshit. I mean, you know, that was the 2000s. You know, all the horror remakes in the 2000s, they were insane. Mm-hmm. So even then, like, you know, if you remade The Wicker Man today, it would be way more different than the remake from the early 2000s, or just the 2000s, I guess. I don't think it was really, but because the sensibilities right. are different now. It's 20 years later. So Yeah, I agree. I think Midsommar, sorry, not Midsommar, The Wicker Man. <laughs> The Wicker Man, if remade today, would retain its subtlety. I guess it really depends on who makes it. Because, you know, like, if it was like A24, like Midsommar, A24 right. can get away with a lot more subtle horror. Mm-hmm. But if it was made by, like, Universal, Blumhouse, you know, Blumhouse's Wicker Man, you know, that would just, that yeah, wouldn't be very Yeah, that good. would be interesting. Yeah. yeah. So, I think... 
I think a more effective version of the Wicker Man could be made today that retains its nature of like implications and kind of like bubbling on the surface kind of nature of the Wicker Man where only at the end does it boil over. I right. think I think it could happen today and be better. Mm-hmm. How does Midsommar use Danny's trauma to add layers to both the character and the overall movie? I mean, I mean, for the character, it's just such like, so like she, at the state that she's in, like she like is her trauma. Mm-hmm. Like she's almost not even a person. Yeah. Like, She's, like, on the verge of tears, like, the whole movie. She really is. She surpasses the verge in a lot of parts of the movie, but you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. She's just so fucked up. Like, this was the last thing that she needed. She should. Her ass should not have gone to Sweden. No. (laughs) But that was she to know. And it's so crazy because none of them knew that that's what it was going to be like, you know? Like, you just... (sighs) Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, the character is just just absolutely trauma-ridden, like, mm-hmm. on, like, the verge of, like, psychosis, how, mm-hmm. how much trauma she's experienced. And on drugs. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, having her trauma, like, be a part of the movie thematically, you know, it, it allows for more haunting, more disturbing imagery, such as when she appear when mm-hmm. her sister appears on the bottom of the cliff with the bodies and then her sister's eyes open that 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 was so scary i think that's what affected me the most in the movie remember my reaction yeah because it was so subtle you could have easily missed it if you weren't looking and when you do see it it's so like it's so like kind of quick you're like oh my god like it is it is so scary it is chilling yeah, it's not like yeah. in most movies she'd open her eyes up and there would be a sting like Right. Ding! No, it was just like there and you're just like holy yeah. fuck. And that's and that's the whole thing about these movies is that like it's not like a big symbols cl- crashing and scary shit happening. It's like so subtle and you're just like oh, like that's even worse. Mm-hmm. Even worse when it's like subtly given to you. You know, you're just like it just like is so much more disturbing. Yeah, when it, when the film lets you discover it, rather than the mm-hmm. film telling you, look at this, look at this. Exactly, exactly. It leads exactly to... Exactly what I mean. It's so chilling, because it feels like you weren't supposed to see that. Right. It's it, like, like I said, you could easily miss it. That's what makes it so good, is that you could easily miss it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, um, I mean, even, do you remember at the very beginning of the movie, the movie opens with like a, a, a mural that shows everything that happens in the movie it, it spoils the whole movie yes. yeah it really does if you look at it oh believe me i was like what the fuck does that mean <laughs> but all we found out we found out real quick yeah and a lot of it is just like showing danny's trauma right like mm-hmm. i want to look at that impressive. again i want to like look back at that mural and like really like study it now that i've seen the movie again understand you know more but um yeah i definitely agree the movie would not be what it is without Danny's trauma. You know, like, it would be so much less of what it is without her literally having just gone through gone through what she did. And the worst part about it, too, is Jack, 
had wanted to break up with her and then he didn't like so so not only is her family dead the one person in her life doesn't even want to be with her anymore Mm -hmm. but then he stays with her because he feels bad for her and then this is another thing if anyone wants to comment down below if you're still listening or watching um it's weird because all of a sudden jack like has a change of heart it seems like you remember, like, it seems like he actually is kind of start, starting to try to care about her. I and disagree. like, But no, but listen, I thought that at the beginning when mm-hmm. they were taking the mushrooms, blah, 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 like whatever, he was like there for her. But then her, just the subtle thing of him forgetting her birthday reminds me all again that he's still that same piece of shit. He's trying, but it's not like really trying. He's mm-hmm. He's just like doing what he thinks he needs to do to make her happy. Exactly, but he still can't get that right. He sucks. He's a terrible boyfriend. I fucking hate him. And I just, I feel so bad for Danny losing her parents, just all this. And then just seeing all this fucked up shit happen in front of her. Quickly, one by one, all of her friends disappear. Her, she sees her boyfriend's having her boyfriend having sex with someone. I mean, just all these things happen to her. She's dosed up on mushrooms the entire time. Just like the worst vacation imaginable. Opposite of vacation. Just, yeah, the worst. I don't know what you would call that, but it's yeah. it's so sad. It is so sad. And don't forget, on top of forgetting her birthday, he forgot their anniversary and she knew it down to the day, their anniversary. Oh my. And then she makes excuses for him. She's like, well, you know, I, I forgot to remind him. I'm like, bro, I'm gonna have to turn this motherfucking movie off because mm-hmm. I am getting upset and triggered by her making excuses for him. Like just from the beginning, he just was absolute shit. But she couldn't she couldn't break up with him. She couldn't do it. You yeah. know, and, and, and then he was gonna do it. Here's yeah, here's the thing. Maybe this is controversial controversial mm-hmm. controversial take mm-hmm. in regards to him wanting to break up with her and then didn't because her whole family died. At that point her whole family is dead. She has mm-hmm. a tremendous <laughs> amount of grief. Mm-hmm. At that point, hear me out. At that point, how bad is a breakup? <laughs> uh, I think I think that would have sent her over the edge, though, possibly, because she was so fucked up. You no. know what I mean? I, I do. But I get it. Yeah, it's like, okay, what the fuck? Like, that's nothing compared, but... I mean, I guess she had her friend, but like, she it's it, it really made it seem like she didn't have anybody but him, and she was very like attached to him. I think it would have sent her over yeah. the edge, honestly. Yeah, just she's very unstable. Trauma bonding, but it was yeah. like she bonded to no him. No bond. That's what we yeah, said. That's a, yeah, yeah, trauma bonding with no bond. bond. <laughs> exactly. He was just absolute shit, and she was just anxiously attached to him. Yeah, but damn, I just I. He should have just broken up with her. I don't care that her parents just died. Like, well, and and she shouldn't have gone to Sweden. I don't know. That was that whole like interaction was very confusing because she was like, "You didn't tell me you were going," and and he just was like, "I'm gonna go," and she's like, "No, don't leave." And then he comes back for some weird shit and was like, "Hey, Danny's coming to Sweden with us. She's not actually coming, but she," and I'm like, "She thinks she's coming." Yeah, and then she actually does come. Mm-hmm. And it's just, I don't know. I don't know. Confusing <laughs> overall. Everyone in this fucking movie is very cryptic. 
except for Danny, it seems like. All the guys are very, like, weird. You know, the friends are weird. Then we find out Pele is the fucking mastermind behind it all, which was, like, so sad and, like, annoying because I actually liked him for a second. And it's just sad. It's just a fucked up movie. It's pretty sad. All these kids die. And they're just trying to write a paper, you know, just trying to write a thesis. And um, you can't even do that. Yeah. Just so unnecessary. Like, none of this needed to happen. No. It could have all been avoided. I feel like I've lost real friends in real life. Yeah. But then at the same time, a lot of the characters were kind of shit. Pieces of shit. Yeah. Like, Will Poulter Some of them deserved it. He, was like, he deserved it, honestly. How did he die? Just wasn't there one day. I, I don't think remember. they showed. They didn't show a lot um, of them dying. They're just like, oh, he went over here. See, and that's where the Wicker Man and, you know, and uh, Midsommar kind of, you know what I mean? Like, I kind of liked how Midsommar didn't show their deaths, but at the same time, I kind of wanted to see it. I don't know. It's like weird, you know? They mysteriously disappear. But I, I don't know. Maybe it would have taken away from it if it had shown it. It would because the movie yeah. is already so graphic, right? It leaves you up to imagination, interpretation. You're like, hmm, I wonder what. But then you see like that one dude's leg, mm-hmm. fucking, <laughs> like a damn flower <laughs> yeah. in a garden, and then you see the one guy hung up as a scarecrow. So it's like it doesn't have to show the deaths, but we see how they end up pretty much. Oh, wait, yeah, Will Poulter had his fucking skin from his face ripped off. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, I, I actually really do like that they didn't show the deaths, but they showed how they ended up, and that was enough for me. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to fill in the blanks. I see what you're trying to get at, you know, which I really do enjoy. I do like that. I think that was good. Yeah, it would have been too Smart repetitive idea. if you saw all of those characters right. get killed. That would be a lot, yeah. The movie would have been like 40 minutes longer. Oh my god. <laughs> Maybe it's the director's cut. The director's cut's longer. Mm, I would watch that. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I have a question for you. You know, we're talking about Danny. Mm. How messed up she is. Mm-hmm. Her boyfriend. So mm-hmm. the question arises, you know. We don't seek to victim blame on this podcast, but no, is Danny complicit in her shitty relationship? Yes, definitely. I do think she is because, you know, from what we saw, even before her parents and sister died, she was already, you know, she was talking to her sister she, or her friend and she was like, I can feel something's wrong. You know, she was just very much so, much so showing her anxious attachment style from even before then. And then her family dying only made it worse, you know? And then she tags along as like a 20th wheel to go to Sweden. (laughs) And I feel so, I feel so bad for her. And I just, like I said, I can, I can like almost relate to her. I feel like she's me in some ways, has been me. I feel like she is a friend And I just, it's just so sad to see her, like, try to make things work between him and her and in her life. And it's just not. It's just not working, you know? And he time and time again shows us throughout the movie how fucking terrible he is. And she still just, but then as the movie keeps progressing and even Pele telling her, like, 
He sucks. What the fuck are you doing? She starts to wisen up throughout the movie. And I actually do like that whole point. Because remember, isn't at the end when they were like, hey, do you want to kill him? Like, do you want him to die? She said yes, right? Yeah, because he obviously died. So that was her choice. Um, But I love that. I'm like, good. You're fine. You know, fuck him, girl. Like, he sucks, you know? So it's like... (laughs) I, I like I like in like a weird shitty way that in some way she has her redemption arc where she comes through and she's just like, you know, sword in the stone type thing. You know what I mean? Like, I just I mean, obviously not really. Right. Because she fucking ends up being the goddamn May Queen for however long. But and she's stuck there. Mm-hmm. But. It's just I don't know. The ending's terrible. You know what I mean? Like, everyone's dead or brainwashed and, like, crazy. But I'm glad she at least got rid of his ass and he's dead. Yeah. Well, I don't know. It's complicated because it's it like is. she traded one bad right. thing for another. Yeah. And so I now raised, she's stuck in this cult forever. Yeah, and I so. raised this question, this point, I suppose. She's there now. She lives with this cult. What happens later nine months on and so on when that when his baby is born how is she gonna feel to have his baby around his i don't even think she's gonna even understand what's going on i think she's gonna be in my mind after that she's brainwashed she lives there forever she conforms because she has to and she ends up jumping off the cliff at the end of her life or she tries to run away and just, dude, we need a Midsommar too, honestly. Or like, I need some answers. Because yeah. I would love to see her try to run away and like get away. And then like the cops come and like the cult is not there anymore when they get there. Ooh. It's just right? nothing there. No buildings. No yeah. nothing. Yeah, yeah, they're gone and we don't know what happened. I'm writing the second one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for me, it's it's similar. The ending, I feel similarly similarly than I do to the ending of Burning, where it's like, okay, you did mm-hmm. this, but what not? Like, you're fucked. Like, there's no right. way that... jong Su Is that the character's name in Burning? Mm-hmm. jong Su. There's yeah. no way that jong Su isn't caught, like, within a week for killing Steven Yuen. Spoilers. Right, I need to know what happens! Yeah, and same with, like, Florence Pugh in this movie. Like, she's fucked. Like... Mm-hmm. This isn't, this is not going to go well for you, Miss Pugh. Well, and that's why it's so unsettling is because we don't get answers. We never find out what happens. It's just over, mm-hmm. you know? And that's the scariest part about it is like, okay, so now what? Yeah. You know, and, and it just ends with her like, you know, decorated in flowers and you're just like flowers in your mind pretty happy da 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 really because not in this situation you know what i mean like that that's another contrast of like it just being so strange all this shitty terrible things happening and she's just like pouting she loves pouting pouting. i can't with her pow it's so annoying and cute at the same time She's she's pouted more in this movie than ever. I don't think she even pouts another movie. Than I've ever pouted in my life. Yeah. Constant pouting in this movie. Her name should have been Florence uh, Pout. Yeah, for real. Get over it. <laughs> um, but yeah. So you do think she's complicit in her shitty relationship? You agree? 
in some ways un unknowingly like yeah this is the type of thing where only once you're out of the situation do you realize how much you let it happen i just thought of she is not only brainwashed by jack she trades one brainwashing to another like you said like she was brainwashed in this relationship to answer for him make excuses for him you know be whatever for him and then now she's the same way for this cult yeah she's like she just traded one bad thing for another like i said there's yeah. no goodness there's no nothing there's not good a happy has come from this yep I she's agree. probably worse and off which now is sad yeah she's fucked up <laughs> it's like beyond belief um so i have a question for you mm-hmm <laughs> How does the Wicker Man use religion as a theme? See, this is int- this personally I feel to be the most interesting aspect of the Wicker Man, mm-hmm. where it's like constant. He's like, I am a good Christian man, and I will never stand near you heathens to talk about penises. Like, you know what I mean? Like, he's so yeah, constantly so religious. And shit. Yeah. May God save my soul. <laughs> and stuff like yeah, so yeah, over that was intense. Um, yeah. But I think it works well because, you know, you know, I wasn't alive in the 70s. I wasn't in the UK in the 70s. Neither. But I think neither, <laughs> neither of us. Um, yeah. I think that this movie has like a decent commentary on because, you know, paganism has been around much longer than Christianity. And mm-hmm. was in a lot more places, was in a lot of the places that Christianity took over. Like the UK, paganism was everywhere before Christianity. So I think it's right. kind of, I'm assuming in the 70s that there was kind of this conflict with paganism versus Christianity. Some people still practice paganism, sure. Christianity wants it. So there's some kind of commentary going on there. I know nothing about it. I'm talking out my ass, but... Maybe that was a thing. To me, it seemed right. like that's what he was talking about. So I think it's an in- interesting one to have like, well, you know, paganism is kind of like what this place was founded on. Like, you know, mm-hmm. but now we're kind of forced upon, we're forced Christianity. So to have this character that Edward Woodward plays, you know, it's like he's coming in there and he's enforcing some random shit. Right, like mm-hmm. these people, they're doing their thing. I mean, sure, they're kind of sacrificing people and whatnot, but <laughs> um, yeah, sacrificing aside, a lot of I kind of a lot of the pagan beliefs that they kind of talked about in this movie, like, are good. I agree with a lot of the stuff they were talking about, mm-hmm. but you know, you just of course you're gonna have sacrifices. That kind of throws a wrench at everything. But, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it kind of ruins everything. You know, like he's like they're telling him about like simple pagan things, like oh, you know. We believe in resurrection rather than, or sorry, in reincarnation rather than resurrection. We mm-hmm. think death, you know, death shouldn't be so hush hush. It's natural, and you go beyond. You become something else, something better. And he's like, "You are disgusting. You are a heathen. Yeah. I'm gonna report you to the police." Like mm-hmm. he's so od, and that to me, I think, also has an aspect of trauma in there. I think this guy's probably like religiously traumatized traumatized by religion has it forced upon him so much in his life he doesn't think for himself and that's kind of what fucks him over right like everything in the movie was planned out by these people because they know the type of person that he is they know he can be manipulated Mm -hmm. 
with his religion to lead him into that position to be sacrificed. Especially with that sex scene when the girl was trying to get him to have sex and he was like, I don't have sex before marriage. You know, that's so unheard of nowadays. So it's like, it, it really like showed how strongly he stood in his religion and how seriously he took it. Even though he was being tempted like a motherfucker. Yeah, you know like- what I mean? <laughs> yeah, he was stressed out. <laughs> like, this he was, was like on the wall, in the trenches. like banging on the wall. It was so crazy. <laughs> Oh, yeah, the naked people having sex everywhere. Yeah. I forgot about that. And then they're just like naked people on the graves. And he's just like, also type of Midsommar. What the fuck is going on? Yeah. What is going on? It was so gaslighting. Honestly, I thought I was going crazy. I'm like, is this normal? Like, <laughs> is this am allowed? I the crazy one? Yeah. Like, am I the crazy one? Yeah. Jeez. It's a rather compelling aspect of it to have the Christianity versus the paganism and how it's like, mm-hmm. <sighs> Paganism is just like, I don't know that much about it, but it seems pretty interesting. And yeah. it's just Christianity. It's so like oppressive. It's so like this character is so strict and so, so postured and so like. Cop too. Yeah. He just feels like. Everything he, about him. He's like doing what he feels he needs to do rather than what he wants to do. Mm-hmm. being such a strict yeah. devout christian and it kills him in the end i don't know like does. to me to me there's a movie kind of is like saying paganism's better like see christianity you don't think for yourself you're just like a cog in a machine right but that's the way i think of it i it's definitely the most compelling and complex aspect of the movie and i like it yeah, I think it's a good twist on, you know, because obviously Mids- comparing the two, obviously Midsommar does not have really any, I mean, barely any religious themes, you know, mm-hmm. uh, because obviously the kids are not religious from what we know. We never find anything out about them like that. So, um, yeah, I think it's a cool twist to have those comparisons in like in the Wicker Man paganism and Christianity. Do I give a shit about it? Not really, no, but <laughs> it's cool, you know, whatever. It's it's nothing to me. I'm just like, all right, cool. It's just an aspect thrown in the movie, you know? Mm-hmm. I think it's what nothing. makes the movie, personally. Like, if it didn't have that aspect, oh, it would then be, it'd be boring completely as unremarkable. Fuck. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. That really was, like, the only, not gonna lie, that's the only thing, in my opinion, it had going for it, you know, it was mm-hmm. just, because it's like, it has to be, like, there has to be like a something versus something, you know, a good versus evil, a whatever, whatever, you know, an antagonist protagonist type thing. And that was that for that movie. But like I said, I just, it's just, uh, I don't like it. I don't give a fuck about it, you know? Yeah. Well, <laughs> sorry. But, you know, we have to talk about Christopher Lee for a little bit in The Wicker Man. Oh, my God. What and are... what an icon, truly, in this movie and in real life, you know, God rest his soul. He, uh, is a great actor. Yeah, Christopher so Lee. He's great. he's great. You know, he's mm-hmm. been in so many things and have given such, you know, villainous performances. Mm-hmm. Always, and right? This performance in this movie feels a bit more subdued. subdued. Mm-hmm. But, you know, he's out there. He's cool. This character, he's, you know, 
he's fluid, this guy. He's wearing dresses. He's dressing like Cher. He's dancing about. He's going like this. He's like, yeah, he's going at it. I really like the like the uh, the the costumes and the creativity in this movie is really fun, uh, and exciting. Yeah, so it's you know it's saying something that 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 character is the villain, the character that like you know this man he's, he's wearing dresses, he's mm-hmm. he's like loose, but he's he's mm-hmm. the bad guy, and you know the good guy. Like I said, he's super. Christianity and yeah. I roll my words when I am mad at somebody. What a heathen. Like, yeah, he's annoying as fuck. Yeah, he's so and he always has his hat he has his hat like like this and he's like <laughs> Yeah. I will report you. Yeah, I actually like the paganism, like I can't like side with the cult because they're shitty, yeah. right? But it's almost like they're kind of fun. Yeah. They're kind of, like even though they suck and like they like to sacrifice people, they're pretty cool. Yeah, you dancing know, around that bonfire fun. like yeah, witches they have it looks parties fun. and shit. Yeah, I want to go there, but like <laughs> then leave and like not die or anything, yeah. you know. So, pretty cool. Yeah, it's just it's very uh, you know, this movie probably wouldn't have gotten made without uh Christopher, Christopher Lee because you know, that's this is the type of movie where like you get a big actor like him mm-hmm. in it to that's get him made. The, tagline right and i uh thinking not to to compare the the cults but like i said i'd much rather be part of that one from the 70s than the scary ass one from what's it called from midsommar Mm -hmm. because they're not fun they're all scary as shit they look mad they're ugly they're scary i hate them Mm -hmm. you know yeah they're just they're just Yes, Scheming. they're devious, but at least the other ones, they're just dumb. Yeah, they're you like, know, I, they're just I don't properly know what's going on, frankly. Yeah, and they're all drunk, and yeah. all they do is just, like, dick around all day. I'm just man. having a beer. Yeah, exactly. They're they're almost, like, innocent in a way. And it's sad because that's what they believe in. So they don't know any different, which is kind of sad, but, you know, I don't know. <laughs> they're They're cool if they weren't in a cult. Yeah, I mean, that? just remove the one aspect of, of sacrifice. They're Who chill. they are. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They're just people. <laughs> They're so people peopling. I have a question for you. You know, mm-hmm. seeing as how much Midsommar has seemingly affected you. Why? Why? Why does Ari Aster do this? Like, you know, you... I told you the other day how fucked up Hereditary made me. Let me just... Elaborate a little bit for yes, those. Go ahead. Hereditary destroyed me. I watched it in 2019. I cried while watching it. I ran out of the room while watching it. You know, I'm doing this, holding my, acting like I'm there. I was afraid of the dark for like weeks after watching it. I didn't sleep. Yeah. Felt like there was always something behind me. <laughs> this movie. So scary. Hereditary fucked me up. This movie, not as much. It's much more, much right. more subtly disturbing, but. Ari Aster needs therapy. Mm-hmm. This man needs therapy. This man, I guess he found therapy in looking other people up. But, like, this man is crazy. I, I haven't seen his new movie yet. Mm-hmm. Eventually I'll watch it. I'm kind of, kind of scared of it. It seems very... It's. We'll watch it together if it you want. It's very weird. Less horror, mm-hmm. more so just, like, weird as shit. 
Well, I mean, is Midsommar not that, right? It's just yeah. so, like, it's it's scary, but, like, a different kind of scary, mm-hmm. you know? I don't know how to describe it. Yeah, so Ariaster, like, do you think he's, like, he's kind of, like, like once-in-a-generation type filmmaker, would you say? Yeah, like, he's yeah very... I definitely think he's very unique, for sure. And honestly, his movies are incredible. He is an amazing director, and I'm, like, shocked at, like, how insane and fucked up Hereditary was. And same with Midsommar. Like, how do you make two movies that are both equally, like, mind-blowing and, like, just so good? Mm-hmm. I, I I respect the hell out of him. And I wish I could talk to him and be like, how did you come up with this? What was your inspiration? Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> you know, like, I just wish I could ask him, like, why you know like why what makes you to like even his filming style is really really good too yeah it's so so, it's so unique and i just i love him i just love you know because like i've always i always bring up this is like a good comparison i'd say james wan he has a certain type of cinematography he has a certain type of directing like he just has that style his color palette all the things right and i I don't know. I just love Ari Aster's vibe. It's so creepy. It's so damn good and effective. And I, I, I love movies that can fuck you up without, you know, like being jump scary and shit. I'm over that. I'm, I'm a grown ass woman. I don't want jump scares anymore. I ain't mm-hmm. 18 anymore. You know, I want like <laughs> Like psychological horror movies, I really, really do appreciate those, especially now in two two thousand twenty three. If you can do that now effectively, amazing. I will always watch it. So, what about why? Why do you think he does this to us? He just likes to. He needs. He, I mean, I think it's either this or like be a serial killer. <laughs> yeah, he needs to take it so, out somewhere, right? Yeah, I, I prefer this. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know, it's it's just so fucked up. Like I'm kind of scared of him. Like I'd want to talk to him, but I'm also kind of scared of him. Yeah. Scary man. He's probably really intimidating. I'm about to look up a picture of him. Oh, he's not. You have you don't even know what he looks like. He I know he's white. He's just like a chill little guy. Oh my god, he looks yeah. like. He's just a dude. A, a normal person. Yeah, and that's what makes it scarier. Because like that's what yeah. serial killers are. Serial killers are just yeah. normal people. Yeah. Just a wow. dude got his glasses on, got his got his beard. Yeah, I can't wait to watch um his new movie, and I I need I really want to watch an interview with him. I would like to see like, you know, like what his, his deal is demeanor. Yeah, yeah, his demeanor and like how he describes like uh. You know, just like maybe give any insight to his movies. I would like to know. Yeah, well, he has a a short film that he made, I think, when he was in school. Mm-hmm. Film school, 2011, it came out called The Strange Thing About the Johnsons. I see that, yeah. Which <laughs> is something. Um, very much sets the tone for his filmography. Seemingly, it's quite interesting. It, it got a lot of attention for how insane it was, like. When it came yeah, it's out. only 30 minutes long. Oh, my God. It's it's something. I can't wait to watch that. I recommend it to everybody. Because <laughs> it's crazy. Um, yeah. But yeah, Ari Aster, he's, 
you know, he's still early in his career. Who knows what could happen, but like he's he's probably going to be talked about for quite a while. Yeah, if he Decades. keeps putting them out too, yeah, he's awesome. Wow. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, I think now we should do our ratings out of five for both movies. I'll let you go first. Okay, so starting with Wicker mid- Man. Okay, um, Wicker Man. I'll give it a two and a half. Okay. Didn't love it. Was it was fine. It was fine. Wouldn't watch it again. Mm-hmm. Um, it was okay. You know, nothing. I I felt my eyes close a few times. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it was okay. It wasn't anything crazy. I do want to watch the remake though and compare the two. I would like to see the difference because from what I've heard and seen, the original is is better yeah. than the remake because obviously it's a fucking joke, you know, the remake. So yeah. so I do I do I do like the seriousness of it and for what it was at the time, but you know, it's hard for me. I'm not 50 something years old, 60 something years old. I can't mm-hmm. You know, um, but Midsommar, honestly, honestly, it's getting, I'd, I'd probably give it like a five. Yeah, five out of five, perfect score. Yeah. Wow, wow, wow. Yeah, yeah, I would, I would. It's It, it really is that good to me. I fucking love that movie. Wow. What about you? Wicker Man, I'd give a three solid movie. Mm-hmm. I've seen it twice. This was my second time watching it. Like, mm-hmm. it's interesting. <laughs> I don't know. It's it's a product of its time. It has some interesting things, and I think it's it kind of like created like the folk horror genre. Yeah, it was yeah. groundbreaking. Yeah. Interesting. It's good. Three out of five. But okay. Mid- Midsommar, you see, here's the thing. Here's the thing. You're gonna you're gonna make me change my fucking rating. I know it. You're gonna say something like, you know what? You're right. I'm gonna change it. What? Like it's good. Mm-hmm. I like it. But like it's so unpleasant. It's such a such an unpleasant yeah. experience. Yeah. And if you're looking for that type of thing, right? Well, you found it. You can get fucked up. But I don't right. know. I would give it three and a half. Maybe four okay. stars. I would say three and a half. Wow. Like, it's it's expertly crafted. It's perfectly designed to mm-hmm. fuck you up. Um, yes. But it's long. It's long. It is long, yeah. And I don't know. I maybe would... I don't know if I'd ever watch it again. I would have mm-hmm. to... I'm not sure, but it's it's a very good movie. It's not fully my thing, though. So I would say three okay. and a half stars. It is my thing. I like being fucked up like that. It's fun. Like, I like movies that sit in your mind forever. I will never forget that movie. I would rewatch it, but it would be like in five years, right? Like mm-hmm. you said, you would probably wouldn't. Re- I'd have to, I'd have a while gap, you know? Um, so I'm going to change my rating. You don't have to change it just because <laughs> No, of I want to. I want to because you've helped me realize something. I'll change it to a 4.8 because it's two and a half hours long. Mm-hmm. It did not have to be that long. 
That's all I'll say. But besides that, I love how fucked up it is. I actually really do like that. I, I like being fucked up in my head <laughs> from a movie. I don't need a know? movie for that. I do. I mean, I guess I don't, but you know what I mean? Like from okay, a scary movie, same with Terrifier, even though that is the complete opposite spectrum, that movie unsettled me. And that's how I know it's a good movie when it, mm-hmm. it unsettles me for a while. Terrifier is so. funny. That was a comedy. I I guess, I guess. <laughs> now I can think it is. But when mm-hmm. I saw it the first time, I was like flipping tables, screaming, crying, throwing up. It was crazy. Fair enough. Yeah. But, but yeah. anyways, that's the Midsummer, Midsummer, and that's the Wicker Man. Yeah, I hope you guys like this episode. And if you have seen these, um, drop drop a comment down below and let us know how you liked them, and you know what your thoughts are. We're always open to hearing what you guys have to say because it's fun to hear you know the differences of how we think and stuff. It's always fun. To hear other people's opinions. Oh, Unless it's oh. a bad opinion, in which case, keep it to yourself and we don't ever want it. <laughs> exactly. Or co- actually, no, still comic because we can get the engagement. Take it back. Yeah, please do. We'll take whatever. Unless it's like <laughs> me, you know. Um, but anyway, so we have a Patreon. And we're going to be coming out with our next, our episode, um, our Patreon-only episode. Mm-hmm. That we're, this episode, we're probably going to be talking about we're not even going to tell you. You just have to freaking sign up and guess. But no, I disagree. It's gonna be- I think we should tell oh, people should to tell to oh. entice people to to sign up. Don't you think? I suppose. I suppose you can go. You could tell them. We're gonna be talking about the idol, which mm. M has watched in full. I have yet to start it. I'm very not looking forward to it. Um, but it'll be an interesting discussion. And oh we're gonna, yeah, we're gonna talk about like some of the indiana jones movies we're not certain mm-hmm. how many but at least the first one um m has not seen any of them so it'll be no. your first experience with them i've seen them all mm-hmm. quite a few times i watched the new one in theaters i'm gonna probably talk about that one because i got some things to say about mm-hmm. that about that dial of destiny <laughs> i got some things about that dial it's a name yeah. it's it's naming but yeah, so Indiana Jones and the Idol, very different things. <laughs> Patron exclusive. One, one is a Disney movie and one is HBO <laughs> and the most grotesque thing I've seen in a long time. Don't Even discount. over Midsommar. If over Midsommar, bro. Over Midsommar. I'm don't, sorry. Don't, don't discount the Indiana Jones movies. You don't know what's in those movies. That's all I can I'm going to say. Imagine. What the fuck is that supposed to mean? <laughs> I'm like, what? What do you mean? They're not Disney movies. That's what oh, I'm they're saying. not? Well, I mean, technically now they're owned by Disney, but when they were made, oh, they were but... not Disney movies. Oh, okay. Well, I'm excited to see the see what, what it is. <laughs> but um, yeah, so we wanted to thank our patrons. Um, Johnny, our newest patron member, thank you so much for signing up for our midnight screening. We love that so much. Thank you for your support. Sam Lenz, Lucy and Voldy, Waterbucket, Panda Bear, Legend Gaming, and Sam here. Thank you guys so much for supporting us month after month. It has Thank you. seriously helped us so much. Quite a and lot. Yeah, we we no longer, you know, stress out about having to spend money for this freaking mm-hmm. podcast because it's not even our job, but we do it. You know, we put the time and effort into it and 
We love it. We love making it. It's a, it, we just have the best time. Yeah, it's always fun, even when the movies suck. suck. <laughs> exactly. So thanks for watching, and we'll uh, see you guys in a couple weeks with a new episode. Yeah. What will it be? I don't know. We originally, Ooh. we originally decided what it was going to be, but I just, I remembered something that might put a wrench in those plans. So we'll talk about it after we record. Okay, great! Yay! <laughs> <laughs> All right, bye. Later.